Seattle hockey fans, welcome to a live episode of Locked on Kraken. I currently am on ESPN Plus watching The Point. The announcement of the USA roster is coming. Uh, but do we even really need the announcement? Because Frank Cervelli tweeted it all out again. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, not-so-great performance <laughs> against uh, Dallas. We're going to talk about the game coming up tonight against St. Louis. And then we will eventually get the roster announcement for the men's national team. And you know, I'm of course going to do a comparative and a comparison between uh, TNT broadcasting the women's announcement and ESPN broadcasting the men's. All that and more coming up on this live edition of Locked on Kraken. Locked on Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey again, Seattle hockey fans. Thank you for taking a listen to Locked on Kraken. I am your daily host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. You'll see me every once in a while taking a look. Just want to make sure I'm not missing anything as we are expecting Matthew Beneers, our first ever draft pick, to be announced as one of the men representing the United States in the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing, China. For those of you who are new to Locked on Kraken, first of all, thank you. And by all means, make us your first listen of the day. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can watch us also right here on YouTube for those who are watching on video. Um, so if you missed yesterday's squad cast, Dane Lewis and I talked about what we were expecting from Dallas versus the Seattle Kraken. You heard Dane say that this was kind of a must win for Dallas and my, oh my, did they certainly play like it was a must win. It was a five, two victory overall for the uh, Dallas. Did I say wings? I'm sorry. Sometimes I've got, <laughs> I think I said stars. Either way, it's definitely the Dallas Stars. The Dallas Wings, of course, is the WNBA team. Um, sometimes I default to that. So apologies if I misspoke just now. Um, anyway, the Stars, they had their way. They scored in the first minute of the game. The first minute of the game. If you missed yesterday's squadcast, highly recommend that you check that out because Dane and I talked about whoever would strike first was going to likely have the better opportunity to win the game. Dane talked about sometimes Dallas having trouble coming from behind. That was starting to change. The tide was changing there, but they certainly didn't have to worry about that as they got uh, <laughs> a goal in the first 50 seconds of the game. Uh, hence, that was his 14th goal of the season, beating Philip Grubauer to make it one nothing. But then it was Callie Yarncroak who got on the board a power play goal at that. That was another thing Dane and I talked about. Felt that the Dallas Stars are not necessarily the greatest team on the penalty kill. Unfortunately, the Seattle Kraken are not a great team on the power play. However, this first goal for the Seattle Kraken it was Callie Yarncroak who got us on the board 1-1 at the 8:25 mark in the first period. McCann 
got an assist on that, and then he would later on start the scoring off in the second period, his 15th goal of the season, but not before the Dallas Stars put up a two spot after, in response, I should say, to Cal Yarncroak. Now, we talked about response goals. Technically, this goal by Pavelski, his 14th of the season, it came outside of the two-minute window, but just barely. So yet again, we see the Seattle Kraken score, and then they give up a goal. And then they gave up another goal two minutes after that. So within a, about a four-minute, 30-second swing the Seattle, of their goal, of their first goal of the game, the Seattle Kraken gave up two goals, and they were already down a goal. So uh, again, you know, and I see people on social media really wanting to be positive about the Seattle Kraken, and I totally get that. Hold fast, stay true. But did you hear that last part? Stay true. Yes, I know it's talking about staying true to the team, but you also got to stay true and keep it real to what the team has and what they don't. And, you know, a lot of what we're seeing and the frustration that we keep hearing from the Seattle Kraken as we talk to the players and we hear the players speak post-game is that they know what to do. And yes, the injuries, everyone's got to deal with injuries. Everyone's got to deal with COVID. And they know that this is an expansion team. It's one thing to kind of cognitively know that. And it's a completely different thing when you're trying to work through that. So when we did the squad cast with Dane, the host of Locked on Stars, I talked about that. I do feel that the strength of this Seattle Kraken team is that they are enduring a difficult season, you know, at least publicly, in about as a good a manner as you can. You know, I really do think they're being very professional. I think they're being uh, very supportive of each other, which you'll love to see. So I can't knock them for that. I appreciate them for that. And that's what makes these difficult losses, quite honestly, a little bit easier, even just for me, and I'm sure for other fans to manage, because, you know, <laughs> as much as you can say, they're still playing uh, the professional game, I should say. Now, the hockey game, they have some things that they need to clean up. And it's just these errors that build up, these errors that build up, just not turning it on, not, um, you know, taking your foot off the gas just slightly enough. And those are habits that have to be built. And yeah, some of these guys have had a career in the NHL. But culture changes, as we're seeing with, uh, you know, the potential for Evander Kane to go to the Oilers. You can have one player come to a team, and it changes the entire culture of that team. Now imagine doing that with an entire roster. So it's not that I'm, I'm calling any individual player out. I'm not in the dressing room. I'm not in the locker room. You know, I haven't been to a practice in, in quite a while or even to see a live game for a little bit here. So I'm not knocking the players individually. It's just, and again, it goes back to that article by Allison Lucan for those of you who've been uh, following the show since the beginning. First of all, thank you. You the real MVP, but you might remember Allison Lucan talked about that, the Tuckman model building up and we're in it. We're in the storming phase. It takes time. It takes time. They're talking about the Hockey Diversity Alliance right now on the point. I'm definitely going to want to listen to that back. But, you know, that's kind of how I feel, uh, you know, uh, where we're at. But yes, 
Now, listen, with all of that said, there are things that are not great. There are things that are not clicking and defense is one of them. You know, uh, you know, the Kraken D away from the puck needs to stop puck watching. Oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. I talk about this all the time. I actually recorded something with Ann Kimmel of Locked on Predators. And I feel like I went on a tangent about this. And then I was talking to a group of young people who happen to be soccer players. And I was talking about it too. Puck watching is my pet peeve. It's the same as like when you're playing basketball and you don't box out. These are absolute basics. And no one thinks it's like, oh, it's not sexy to box out. I'm not going to box out. You know what that tells me? Is that you're lazy. If, if you're going to, and I'm not saying anyone on the Seattle Kraken is saying, oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just going to puck watch if I want to. That's not what I'm saying. But these are one of those habits where if you're not going to be disciplined enough to correct it, then you can't expect good results. Because teams who see you puck watching and who have their eyes up, they're going to expose you. You have to be disciplined enough to say, if I see two or more of my guys wearing the same sweater that I'm wearing, then I'm in the wrong place. There's too many of us. Who is, you know, bind body to body, stick to stick. Um, yes, cover the backside, protect your goalie, protect what is the far post or the weak side in other sports. You might hear it referred to as the weak side. This is my pet peeve. I love good defense and I hate bad defense and the Seattle Kraken have habits that expose them and they don't have great defensive habits, period. Back check, weak Ryan Donato, you know I love the guy. Weak, weak. And that's what happens. That's why, you know, in my eye test and just, you know, from someone who watches a lot of hockey and sports in general, that's why you get response goals. That's why other teams are able to score within two minutes because you're not doing the little things. And it's understandable. That being said, with as much practice as this team had, there's some things that I just find unexcusable. So as I mentioned, we have a game day. It is another Seattle Kraken game day. So coming up, I'm going to just take a little break here because some people will be listening to this um, after the fact. Appreciate you watch who those of you who are watching live, but some are gonna. So we're gonna take a little little pause so we can put in the little ad thingies for audio in particular. I'm gonna take a little pause and then we're gonna come back and talk about today's game Thursday. What's today? The thirteenth, and it's St. Louis. Now you know we usually talk revenge games, but again, a little bittersweet on this front. Um, but we'll get into that coming up next. Unlocked on Kraken. I'm making sure I'm not missing anything on the point. That's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. All right, again, thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. It's a little later today because we're live. Because I am live watching the point. They're talking about Willie O'Ree right now. 
in case you don't know, Willie O'Ree, the, the first black man in the National Hockey League. I'm, I know I've talked about him before. Uh, we're expecting an announcement, actually, regarding his congressional medal. I think they're going to talk about that on The Point today as well. But I will actually be in Boston. There's uh, the Carnegie Initiative. I've talked about the Carnegie Initiative before on Locked on Kraken. They're having their first ever summit. It's going to be uh, Monday, for those who don't know, is Martin Luther King Day, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day in the United States. And uh, so that's a national holiday. The first day of the conference is actually on Tuesday, uh, the first full day. But on Monday, the Boston Bruins are going to retire Willie O'Ree's number. This was delayed because of COVID. They were going to retire his number, number 22, for the Boston Bruins. They were going to do it last season, postponed because of COVID. Now, Willie O'Ree is, I'm not exactly sure his age, but he's at least, I think he's around 86. He's he's in his 80s. You know, he's a seasoned veteran of the world. Um, and he's not going to travel. He lives in San Diego, for those who maybe don't know. And he's not going to travel. So unfortunately, he won't be there in person. But he's going to um, participate in some kind of ceremony, I believe, virtually with the Boston Bruins, as well as for the Carnegie Initiative. So I'll have more on that. Um, but... I told you it was a little bit of a bittersweet situation. So we do still have a revenge game because Vince Dunn is going up against the St. Louis Blues. The bittersweet part is that Jaden Schwartz, of course, is injured. And so he won't have, you know, I don't know if he's traveling, probably not. I mean, it's a, it's like an upper body situation, so maybe. But, uh, you know, bittersweet there. But, um so Vince Dunn, we got from the St. Louis Blues in the expansion draft. So the revenge game situation, you know, Jaden Schwartz signed in free agency for those who maybe didn't remember. Um, so if the Seattle Kraken win today, this is a little factoid, and we'll go for this. If the Seattle Kraken win tonight against the St. Louis Blues, they would be the first of the six expansion teams to ever win a game in their first matchup against the St. Louis Blues. Why not go for first? That's what we're here for. First this, first that. Vince Dunn's on that list. I'd love to see it. But here's the thing. <laughs> the numbers game is not working in our favor. The odds are definitely not in our favor. It's almost night and day. In the last 10, let me, uh, I can give this to you. I want to make sure I'm not missing anything on the point. Oh, wrong one. Um, in the last 10 games, it's almost the exact inverse. So the Seattle Kraken, we are, oh, hold on. Let me get the background right. There we go. Get this out of here. That's what happens when I go live. We are 1-7-2 in our last 10 games, whereas the St. Louis Blues are 7-2-1. and one. The overall record for the St. Louis Blues, 21-10-5. Ours is, you see what I mean? Inverse. 10 Wait, I just missed oh, 10, 21, and 4. So it would be great. We've seen the Seattle Kraken go toe-to-toe -to -toe with some teams that were at the top of the table. So it's not impossible. Hold fast. Stay true. 
also stay true. I'm adding, like I keep adding to the motto, right? Stay true, in my opinion, also could mean keep it real. I'm going to keep it real with you. Like when I was, you know, talking to Dane, I kept it real. And I was like, we're probably going to lose this game. But I think it could be close. We both agreed that there was probably going to be an empty netter. So we're doing all right. This one's going to be a little tough, folks. It's going to be a little tough. You know, they have the second power play in the league to our 16th. So we're getting better on the power play. I do like that. I do like that. Remember when it was like terrible, like so bad? So we're getting better there. Penalty kill, fifth for the St. Louis Blues to our 24th. Uh, You know, face-offs. There you go. Now, this is always the goals for um, and the goals against. They score about 3.5 goals a game to our two point. Let's just, we'll round it up to three. Um, We give up almost four goals a game to their 2.6. So three-ish goals. That's that's what kills. That's what kills. Um, And then you can see some of the top performers. I did uh, mention Jared McCann on the last squad cast. Not only did he get a goal, but he also got an assist. So we want to, you know, I'd love to see him uh, stay hot. Oh, they're talking about Tuka Rask right now. Um, I'd love to see Jared McCann stay hot and Jordan Eberle. We love it. Um, we do know from media earlier today it will be Chris Drieger between the pipes. I I like the energy that Drieger gives. He has some very teenage energy in that sometimes the mistakes are like, whoa, Driegs, what are you doing? But you know what? He's enthusiastic. He talks to the media. Oh, he's a talker. Did you guys know he's a talker? Oh, he's a talker for sure. You know, it's just a different energy. Group hour, though, I said this uh, for the podcast after the game in Colorado. I think he had a pretty decent game against Dallas as well. I think he's starting to feel his groove. I think that break was good for Groovy. And I'm here for it because I was I was trying to see where I thought Philip Grubauer kind of fit in everything that was happening. And it was kind of hard. Let me get rid of this. It was kind of hard at times. I just felt like he was kind of uncomfortable. He I keep I know I talk I talk about it all the time because that's what I see. You know, I'm a vibe person. I'm an eye test person. Um, and then, I mean, obviously we see the stats. So, you know, there's that. But um, I think his vibe, I think his juju, his energy, his aura, right, <laughs> was a lot better in these last two games. But I think it's the right thing to do. Still talking about Tuka Rask. Uh, I think it's the right thing to do to uh, give him some rest. So glad Gruby's getting some rest. Glad Drieger is going to get. I want to see Drieger get involved a little bit more. He's had two injuries that kind of kept him out of uh, the lineup. So getting Drieger more minutes, I think, is important. Um, okay. So bold prediction is that mm, McCann's going to score a goal. I want Eberle and Yanni Gord also to score a goal. But I still think the Seattle Kraken lose by probably two goals. Probably two goals. I'm going to go on a limb and say we're not going to have an empty net goal this game. And if we do, then we're losing. We're going to lose by three. Those are my predictions. Um, But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, uh, we're getting close. We should be getting close to the announcement. Um, I don't know what, like, the the rules are about – 
you know, playing sound and stuff like that. But it doesn't really matter because we pretty much already know who's going to be on the roster. So we can just enjoy this time together. Um, but coming up next, we should know officially if, question mark, Matthew Beneers, our draft pick, our first ever draft pick is also going to be an Olympian. And oh, baby, you best believe I'm pretty excited because I will be going to the Olympics, particularly to cover the women's and men's hockey tournaments. So, oh, baby, wouldn't I love to cover someone that's in the Seattle Kraken pipeline? That's what's coming up next. But I got to tell you about betonline.ag, who wants to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march to the playoffs and beyond. Or in the case of hockey, to the All-Star break. NBA 2, by the way. Uh, Bet Online remains your number one spot and the best sports wagering uh, place in 2022. And, of course, beyond. It's a new year, and it's still a new updated website. It's still a new interface, which means that on your mobile device, your desktop, or your tablet, laptop, whatever you got, you can... Find all of the best deals, props, odds, and when you use promo code Locked On on your first deposit, you will get a 50, 50% welcome bonus, 50% of your deposit back just for using promo code Locked On. Oh, I forgot to turn off my, my air. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And apologies if you're listening live in particular because uh, this air in my new place is so loud. It's very distracting. I don't know if you can hear it, but it, it, it bothers me. Anyway, so we're expecting the announcement should be any moment now. We've been hearing Maddie's name for a while, and I've been talking about that on the show. He's crushing it with Michigan. That's a dominant team. Um, might be his last year. We'll see what happens. Uh, he seems hungry for an NCAA championship. Talked about uh, on a recent hit, if you watch Root Sports, I think he was talking to Piper, actually, Piper Shaw, and talking about how she's like, well, how did you pick Michigan? And well, for those of you who don't know, the story is that he actually committed to Harvard and was ready to go to Harvard, like I said. Um, well, I was talking about Donato, but actually Maddie Benier is also from Massachusetts, was going to stay in Mass. Um, but then the Ivy League, they opted not to have their athletes compete once the pandemic hit. And so he was able to back out of that commitment and go to Michigan. So, you know, one of those things um, that it's just how the cookie crumbles, he wanted to play hockey. And I don't blame him. You saw all, all kinds of ways that prospects, especially high prospects uh, that were coming for this uh, or were, you know, on the short list for this um, 2021 uh, entry draft. They were trying to find ways to play someone overseas. So all kinds of things. Don't begrudge that, but I uh, do wonder what it would have been like to have Maddie Benet as the Harvard man on the squad. We're still waiting. I see Kevin Weeks. Uh, they showed Seb Aho. So I guess they're talking about Carolina. I, I muted it because again, I don't know what the rules are. I'm live streaming. So I don't want to get the Locked On Podcast Network in any trouble. 
Uh, yeah, they're talking about the Canes. Uh, apparently, Evander Kane. Uh, not anything. So Emily Kaplan was talking earlier. Not anything official there yet, but uh, apparently the Florida Panthers were one of the teams. I had heard that the Hurricanes were one of the teams potentially. So I don't know. I am just glad, if I'm being honest, that the Seattle Kraken have not come up in any of the talks around Evander Kane. It just, it seems messy. It seems messy to me. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Shout out to North Carolina. Raise up. Um, all right. I didn't time this out because I didn't know when we were going to get the announcement. So hopefully I'm not mumbling and fumbling too much. What I will say as we're getting ready for the announcement is you might've heard on locked on crack. And I've talked about this before. We're still waiting the sled hockey roster. Now, Ann Kimmel is basically our resident expert on the locked on NHL channel for all things sled hockey. And Ann reminded us that the Paralympic games, they start after the Olympic games. And so there's a little bit more time that the uh, Paralympic team has to get their roster together. So that might be part of the reason I did talk about though, before in 2018, we got the entire announcement all together. That didn't happen. Okay. here, Bam. Thank you for the USA hockey. Maddie Beneers named to the U S Olympic roster. Look at that. First one up currently playing college hockey at Michigan Kraken second overall pick in 2021. It's officially official. Maddie Beneers. Wow. Okay, so right now what we're seeing is they're listing out the goaltenders. They're listing out the defensemen. The only image that we've seen of action shots has been of Matty Beneers. So for our purposes, that is so cool, right? You know? Now, when I think about things like equity, right, and what we're talking about and it being a special moment, this is not a special moment for everyone. And that makes me sad. You're representing the United States. We in the United States, we say that that is supposed to be the highest honor. And yet we don't give respect. I can't tell you what they're saying because, again, I have it muted. So I'll have to watch that back. But um, only Maddie Beneers. Only Maddie Beneers. Oh, boy. So this guy Quinn now is on the screen. There is, um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> is Maddie Beneers, hold on, let me get this out of here because I want everyone to see it even after. Maddie Beneers is the face of USA Hockey? Well, I'm glad that you asked. I think he definitely, uh, especially because he's the number two draft pick and the number one draft pick does not is not eligible to play for the United States. So in that, in as such, yes, Maddie Beneers is probably the face of the men's team. But in my humble opinion, if Maddie Beneers gets more ink, gets more coverage, then a four-time Olympian, gold medalist, three-time silver medalist, uh, that's probably a problem. Respectfully to Maddie Beneers, he hasn't won a national championship in the NCAA multiple people on the women's team have respectfully to Maddie Beneers. He has not won a gold medal at the Olympics. Multiple returners probably to the sled hockey team have 
a Olympic gold medal as well as the women's team. So is he the face of USA hockey? No. I do think that still belongs to Hillary Knight. Now, if you ask me who I think should be the face, if you ask me who I think should be the face of USA hockey, I personally, um, based on play alone, would say Brianna Decker. However, I also personally um, take exception to Brianna Decker um, associating with an organization that is terrible to people who look like me. Um, so for that reason, I might demote in my, in my personal face of USA Hockey conversation, Brianna Decker. You know who really deserves more respect? Lee Steckline. Let's go with a defender. Let's go with a defender. I love, I love a tall, tall, solid, can score. What's not to like about Lee Steckline? Went to Minnesota State of Hockey. Come on. Won uh, a professional title with the Minnesota Whitecaps. Come on. Let's go. Lee Steckline as the face of USA. It won't happen. It won't happen. And it's sad. It makes me sad. So, uh, yeah, but Maddie Benier is probably the face, probably the face of the men's team. He's got a good face, though. He seems so nice. He just seems happy. I love that he's happy, you know? I love that he's still a happy guy. Young man, I love that for him. I really, really do, you know? I can't wait to meet the guy. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be, we're going to be in Beijing, you know, fingers crossed, the good Lord willing and the creek don't rise or the sound, you know. Uh, so actually, tonight is my last night here in my brand new apartment in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm on the road doing some women's hockey stuff in Florida. Then I'm going to Boston, as I said in segment two. And then from there, I will be uh, in New York, which is where I'm from originally. And uh, I will be working the Black Hockey History Mobile Museum, their, uh, the stop for the Rangers. And then there'll be some other stops once I get back from Beijing that I'm planning to work, including, of course, Seattle. So we'll talk about that more. And then um, Kimberly Sass, former NWHL champion and works with the PWHPA now. She's having uh, her art exhibit, the opening. Uh, so uh, there's so much hockey stuff that I'm going to be doing in the next few weeks before leaving for China. It's amazing. I'm excited. But okay, this went a little longer. I, I, I tapped in a little early, but this was alive. And we officially know that our boy, Maddie Beneers, Matthew Beneers, is going to represent the United States at the 2022 Winter Olympics and also will be representing the Seattle Kraken. So, as we always say here at Locked on Kraken, hold fast, stay true, and tonight it's a Seattle Kraken game day, so what are we going to say? Let's go Kraken! I will see you again tomorrow. Bye, everybody.